This episode is sponsored by Svonlund Design. When you want custom-made high-end rock style clothing and unique jewelry, go to svonlund.com for more information and how you can order today. And don't be a wuss. Do it right now. Booze Hound Entertainment presents Sounds on Vinyl, the show that celebrates collecting and listening to vinyl. And now, from the Grand Anarchy Studio in Sweden and the Speakeasy Studio in the United States, here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show, the show that celebrates all things vinyl. And from the land of the Vikings. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Where they make it a habit to drink out of the horns. Whenever they drink, it doesn't matter. It can be milk. It could be water. But they drink it out of the horns. My brother from another mother, Mr. Mike Spencer. Mike, how the hell's it going over there? It's, it's going good. All the time, man. All the time. Every time. It, never gets any new material it's always drinking out of the horns with us vikings well i'm glad i'm not the only one here i'm not the only viking today i'm so happy to introduce a friend of mine soren what's going on are you there i'm there i'm here yeah. man <laughs> oh cool Soren. All right. Thorin Just let me start uh, by saying, let, let me yeah. start by saying that Danish people are the real Vikings. Swedish people <laughs> are Vi Viking wannabes. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. What, what, what about the Norwegians? Oh, they're, they're wannabes, too. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> no, I think oh, I might get man. into trouble for that one. <laughs> uh -oh. Sorry to, uh -oh. to any Norwegian out there. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're the ones that that drinks out of the horns, right? Oh yeah, all the yeah, time. Right. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, right. even for breakfast. <laughs> Eat your cereal out of the horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, Soren is a. Uh, 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 Huge vinyl collector and the author of a very, very good book. It's called Out Om Vinyl, Everything About Vinyl. So yeah. it's to, to everybody out there listening uh, who's not uh, from the Scandinavian countries, uh, go found him some money so he can print this beautiful book in English. So everybody can read it. It's go buy it still. Look at the pictures. It's freaking phenomenal. I'll tell you, I'm it's sort of my go to book all the time. Thank you, Mike. Thank it, you, Mike. It's 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 so excited to, to look at all, all the stuff that you come up with. So we're going to dive right into it. How old were you when you discovered music and bought your first record? Well, I, I discovered music quite early on i mean i I've, i was probably about four or five years old i guess um my first record yeah well let me just tell this because i grew up in sweden when i you was a, uh when with, i was a young boy the other vikings 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, you were two weeks, so we had to move back to Denmark. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh man. No, no I, I, uh, I spent some years of my childhood in Sweden, um, from when I was two to when I was nine, uh, and and at the time that was in the early eighties. Uh, we moved back to Denmark in eighty four. Um, so the first. You know that my first exposure to to music was uh, was Kiss, uh, and I'm sure you're happy to hear that, Mike. Yeah, um, of course. But uh, I, I was I was pretty early on uh, attracted to music for some reason. I don't know what it was. It just did something to me. Um, and in the early '80s in Sweden, especially around '80, '81, '82, Kiss was you know they were just huge in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So uh, everyone either listened to Kiss and hard rock music, or you listened to uh, things like Yazoo and Depeche Mode, and and you know there were like two two camps really. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was instantly attracted to to Kiss and all that. Yeah, you know, I was just I was just attracted to rock and roll, I guess. Um, so I, I was probably about six or seven when I bought my first my first record, and that was Creatures of the Night uh, by Kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might have been around 82 83 yeah it's you know it's it, it's a bit of a blur yeah <laughs> those years but well, what it, a good it, way to start with creature yeah but I, i do remember when um i i it was it was when i bought creatures of the night it was the the it was the um the latest album from kiss so it was definitely before lick it up came out in 83 so you know it, it's just around that time yeah um And I also discovered Iron Maiden. Uh, the first, the first Iron Maiden uh, music I ever heard was was um, a tape, a taping of Made in Japan, the uh, the live EP, oh, okay. cool. which is supposed yeah, yeah. to be played on 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 45 yeah. uh, rounds <laughs> RPM, but yeah. somebody somebody had taped it on 33 uh, <laughs> rounds per minute, so it was very very slow. And and uh, Paul Giano, he's he was just mumbling <laughs> in, be- in between the songs. But I th- I thought it sounded great, and yeah. it wasn't you know a, cu- a few years later when I actually heard the 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 proper recording on on forty five rpm yeah. that I I just thought it sounded incredibly strange. But um, <laughs> but 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 Kiss and Iron Maiden they were they were the first for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were actually the first for me too. First, it was Kiss, and then then came Maiden. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, that's strange. Both yeah. bands. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So when did you sense that you you wanted to buy your own albums uh, uh, or, or more records for that matter? And did you go into any particular places to to do that? Well, well, back I lived in a town called Eskilstuna in Sweden. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the, the first record I bought was was from a guy of school. I mean, yeah. it was it was a used copy of Creatures of the Night, and I think I paid twenty twenty Swedish krona uh, yeah. for it. And as far as I remember, it 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 took a while before I actually bought another record. But yeah. I, I I remember having that album and just looking at it, and 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 putting it on the shelf. And taking it down and looking at it, I didn't even have a record player. My my, my parents had one, and and sometimes they 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 did let me use it. Yeah. But but I had it on tape as well, so I listened to the tape, and 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 you just I was just looking at the sleeve, 
yeah and, and looking at the lyrics and I, I didn't know what they sang about because i couldn't speak i couldn't speak english <laughs> when i was six or seven so so um for me it was just very visual and yeah. and just uh, looking at the sleeve and just imagining what these guys were up to i mean uh, were they proper people did they have a, a home i mean what happened who are these people yeah and and and, and that whole that whole imagination thing just just sucked me into yeah to to that world really yeah so it was like a it? book for you then yeah it, yeah in in a, in a way yeah in a way yeah it was like uh you know visuals accompanying the music you know i was listening to the music and i was just looking at these pictures and then there was uh there was a, a an amazing uh, music magazine in sweden called okay magazine and they used to cover kiss a lot uh they were the only I think the only magazine at that time who actually uh, showed pictures of Kiss. Yeah. Uh, and I was just every, every, I think this came out every two weeks. Mike, you may, yeah, you, yeah, may, you also so. remember this. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and every time I used to go to the local store and just pick up the latest copy and, and, and just running home and just looking at these pictures. Yeah. And it was like a new world opening. It was yeah. uh, just an, an, an incredible experience for, for a young kid. <laughs> yeah, because because yeah. back in the day, you you haven't because I remember this. Uh, you haven't actually seen them move. No, was, no, no, no. There no. wasn't any video or or, or, or or there were only like posters and and yeah, and yeah. Pictures and so. I mean, a, a, a friend of mine had for somehow managed to tape this. This must have been in '83 when Lick It Up came out. He must he, he taped. He was the only guy I knew who had a video recorder. Yeah. So, so uh, he had taped four minutes of Kiss, uh, including the Lick It Up video. But oh. just before the Lick It Up video, there was a clip of Kiss live in concert from, I don't know, 77, 78, thereabout. Yeah. And, yeah. Those, and that minute of, of Kiss, like, we just watched it over and over again because yeah. it was the only source we, we had. We, we had no idea who these people no. were. No. It's actually funny because I, I I I did I experienced something uh, similar. Uh, I actually it wasn't till like uh, five or six years after that I saw the the Kiss Alive uh, ad for for mm. Alive Two. Oh yeah, and I I just thought that it was one only one song and i said whoa it's exploding in it and they're coming down over the escalators and and yeah breaking stuff up and 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 whatnot i didn't actually know till i uh, like a few years later that it was uh a mashup of, of like three or four songs in no. there so but it's i remember that ad is somewhere around like uh a minute and a 40 seconds or something yeah. like that. And yeah. I watched that thing over, over and over again. Yeah. It, it was I mean, I, uh, uh, in, in retrospect, I mean, I, I think it might have been that exact ad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen it later and it kind of rings a bell. You know, I haven't. Yeah. It's it's so many years ago, but yeah. there's just something about that ad that it, I think it, it must have been that. It must have yeah. been that ad. Yeah. Yeah. I remember oh. it. Yeah. Did you have any like favorite record stores where where you that help you out and gave you some suggestions to to when you were growing up? Well, uh, not not back in Sweden, I no? think. Uh, I don't remember that much. It, there was there was I think there was one or two record stores in in town, yeah. and I, I remember going into one of them and and they had Killers by Iron Maiden in the window. Yeah, uh, and that sort of I was just looking at that and thought that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly 
what I like. I hadn't you know? even heard the music yet. I just remember seeing that uh, cover. Uh, and there was a, a shop called Zip. You yeah. might remember those uh, shops, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, sold sure. post Yeah, they sold posters and, and T-shirts and, and pins and, and, you know, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And I used to go there in all the time and, and buy. I didn't have much money. So it was like uh, just a small pin yeah. with Iron Maiden on it or something <laughs> was just made my day. But, but later on, when I moved back to Denmark, yeah. uh, uh, there were a lot of record shops in town. And um, it, hard rock and heavy metal just wasn't the thing when I moved back to Denmark. I mean, I came from Sweden where everyone listened to Kiss and, yeah. you know, everyone I knew at least. Yeah. Uh, and then I moved back to Denmark. I was like the odd man out because yeah. people thought, <laughs> who, who are, they? what are you listening to? You know, um, but they, they had some good shops in the town uh, where, where I lived. And yeah. I just, I used to go there all the time. And yeah. I, I never really asked much. I, I used OK Magazine pretty much as a, as my Bible. So yeah. if, 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 uh, if a band was in, in the OK Magazine, I thought I, I, I have to listen to these people. Yeah. Yeah. So I just went in and, and had a listen in the record shop and, 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 and bought it later on. So, yeah. yeah. But, but it's, it's strange when you say, so you moved back to, to Denmark in 84? Yeah. 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 So, and I started to go over to Copenhagen in sort of like 87 and 88. And mm. then it was all over the place because I yeah. remember we went like – record on record safari to i mean copenhagen was one of those places where you can you could find anything yeah they even got imports and and stuff that you haven't even seen yeah so i remember me and my friends went over by boat and 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 just went on a record safari to all the the good places so copenhagen you know they had and still do have a lot of amazing amazing record stores yeah yeah and, and i'm sure they uh, i'm sure that's the thing in the 80s but, but, but yeah, you, you gotta remember i was only nine when i moved back to denmark yeah, yeah. so i mean the people at my age were 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 out on their bikes <laughs> and and climbing trees you know they were just yeah <laughs> and here i had my record collection with you know iron maiden records and, and they were just like what what is this yeah Yeah. yeah, but did, did you get any any help at all from, from when so when you you grew older, sort of like in your teens, like thirteen, uh, fourteen years old, uh, that you met people in the record shop, the owners that could help you out? And, yeah, and, yeah, sometimes, you know, yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially later on, when when I was like fifteen or sixteen, I started to get into the Doors and Pink Floyd and and that sort of stuff. And I remember going to the record shop when i was yeah. probably 15 buying the first uh the the the, the first doors uh, doors record yeah yeah and i remember the guy saying is this for you yeah <laughs> like, yeah of course it is because <laughs> uh, i oh, think it, it was probably my my one of my my brother's friends or somebody who introduced me to yeah. the doors yeah and i thought that that sounds good and so so i just i've i've Actually, I've done this all my life. I mean, I've I've always explored new stuff and and read a lot of interviews with bands. And every time a new band comes up, I just gotta hear it. So yeah. it just yeah, yeah. Did did you sense right there and then that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and just devote myself to to Vandal Records? Because because you are uh, much more a vinyl collector than i am because you you buy 
all of it. It, it you got a got a span from like you said, Pink Floyd to Maiden to Kiss, and and I know that you're into to some more extreme music and also, and then you go back and and listen to a lot of. I think jazz also. Mm, yeah, you're, yeah. You're all over the place. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I am. I mean, I, my, my. If 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 you look at my sort of my musical uh, sphere, like yeah. in the middle, you have you have uh, heavy metal. I mean, that's yeah. that that will always be the core of, yeah. of my sort of my, my musical taste. But but metal is you know is, is many things. Yeah, and and it's just a huge genre, and and I just like I just love exploring the different genres, and yeah. and when you go to a new genre, it might lead you somewhere else, yeah, uh, to a new place, uh, introduced to new music, and of course, when I started listening to to just Pink Floyd, and and I was a huge fan of Jethro Tull in the nineties, I still am, yeah. but I I discovered them in in the early nineties, yeah, um, and 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 that was another gateway to another kind of music so i just kept exploring everything and and i and i just some years ago i read the book that book about norwegian black metal yeah <laughs> uh what's it I, I can't just forget i've just forgot the title at the moment but i'm yeah. sure you know which one i mean yeah i know and, and uh, i just had to listen to that as well yeah so uh so i listened to everything from 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 jazz to uh to 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 black metal and and you know it just it's just yeah. a huge vast world no, norwegian <laughs> black metal right yeah. there yeah yeah what do you say about that be feel being like a norwegian descent is that yeah. something for you yeah you know i yeah. i'm i'm actually never got into the whole black metal scene but how, how old were you Sora, when you got into that cuz you had to be pretty young and was that like a, a shock to hear to go from like kiss and maiden to this black metal death metal stuff over there in, in Norway, which is really like pretty hardcore. That that's quite extreme. I mean, it didn't have happen overnight. I mean, I've, I, I, I started out, as I said before, with kiss and Iron Maiden and Van Halen and deep purple and Dio and that sort of stuff. And then I, I progressed sort of to the more hard, you know, heavier stuff like uh, Metallica and merciful fate and Slayer and, Black Sabbath, those kind of uh, those stuff, but the black metal thing. I'm, I'm I'm not really into black metal as such. I'm, but I like exploring it. I, I find it very interesting uh, to read about, um, and some of it I actually like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff is really hard to listen to, uh, yeah. even even with my ears. But I like stuff like Immortal uh, and Enslaved, and and because they there's something a bit more melodic to to the right. sound than than some of the other bands that are just noise yeah um <laughs> yeah but it, it's 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 something i i find really interesting to read about and and yeah. watch documentaries about because it's so extreme yeah. and the people who who um who play black metal are just very extreme people and that's <laughs> there's just something really something yeah. fascinating about it yeah with all that in mind was that Something that that you you decided early on that you you wanted wanted to shock all this down and 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 talk about it with with writing a book did that come along from experience all the different types of genres and styles and so forth? So when, well, when did you decide to to 
to write a book like well first of all it wasn't my idea at all to okay. write a book i mean it, it was never in the cards for okay. me to write a book but i have a my dear old friend jacob who yeah. who ended up uh, being the editor of the book yeah he's he uh, he sent me a text one day uh because he he uh, he he had a contact to a publishing house yeah and uh, he he said wouldn't it be a good idea for you to to do a little book about vinyl records yeah uh, because we we have traveled a lot and every time we travel i have to go to record stores yeah and he would be standing outside smoking and wait and looking at his watch because ah, he, okay. he, he's not really into vinyl at all okay uh, so so uh, it was just he said you have something you need to get out of your system yeah so uh, so i said uh, i remember it because he just sent me the text and i i thought yeah that's a good idea i, I not even knowing what i was uh, what i was going <laughs> what, what, what i was getting into no so um so he said i'll help you out i mean uh, uh, he, he's he's a, he's a published writer himself and he's he's just great with that so i just started writing and i i actually during a during a weekend I, I'm kind of mapped out the whole book because I, I, I kind of it just from the initial initial idea was to do a little pamphlet or, yeah. or something that you could bring along when you go digging. Yeah. So mm. uh, a, a small reference manual kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just I just kept thinking and yeah. and uh, brainstorming and suddenly it just grew. Yeah. To a just enormous beast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it, it was. I remember I, I sat down for a whole weekend and I more or less mapped out the whole book in what chapters uh, I would uh, I would have in the book and 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 you know just ideas. Yeah. Uh, and then I just started writing. And and Jacob, yeah. uh, he was he's great with the layout and he's a great photographer. So so we kind of worked together on this uh, for eight months. Um, just intensely uh, for yeah. eight months, yeah. and and I had a job also. So yeah. this was like in my spare <laughs> <Man>. time. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it was crazy, but it it was the best. Uh, it was just the best I've ever done. It was just so. It was a privilege, you know, working so closely with one of your good friends, yeah. and and just uh, making this product that I never imagined I would do. No. Oh. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, there had had to be like huge research uh, of of stuff. Did you have a lot of that, or did you know a lot of it um, beforehand? Like well, I I well, have you heard of the Steve Hoffman forum? Yeah, of course. On the, yeah, yeah. I, I I joined that forum about ten years ago. Yeah, and I, I've always been into music, but I never really understood uh, vinyl records. I mean, I like vinyl. Yeah, obviously, but but I never knew there was so much to them. You know, I never knew there was so much so much story in the product. So so when I joined the Steve Hoffman forum, I kind of uh, I just I, I I I discovered that some people out there know a lot about these things. Yeah, and 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 um, and it just it just captured it. it get, again. It just captured my imagination. I thought so. There is a difference between that pressing and that pressing. Does it matter what what country a record is from? Uh, in all those things, and that, that was again a new world that opened to me. Yeah. So I just started 
researching, reading, and looking at my own albums, uh, going over them and uh, and discovering that that there are so many differences. You know, uh, 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 two copies might not even be be the same. You know, no. there are so many things to look at, and I I've just, and I thought that would be that would be fun to do in a book because a lot of people like music and a lot of people like vinyl, but, but most people don't know uh, yet. I mean, they don't know how, how much there is to know about no. the different pressings yeah. and how do you actually navigate uh, in a record shop, what to look for. I mean, uh, so the idea was actually to, to do, to, to do kind of a reference manual, but also as you know, a kind of a coffee table handbook yeah. uh, that also is nice to look at and just browse through. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's you know it, it it serves a lot of purposes, I guess. Yeah. But I, I did a lot of research. Yeah. 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 I I bet you did because I'm thinking that that the pamphlet would be something for me because I'm 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 carrying along the book <laughs> when, I, when I go to trips and I. <laughs> I, I know a lot, but still, you know, way bit more than me. And your book is like packed with stuff. So when I go to to uh, uh, a different town, I bring the book with me. So and I'm, I'm oh, really doing the research before I go to to uh, a record <laughs> store just to find oh, out. That's great. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's a really awesome book. And and Thanks. speaking of, of the different things you um. You've attached some of the, of the the cover arts artists that that paints the cover art for mm. for some of them, and I'm thinking about two of my favorites, Ken Kelly, uh, mm. who did Kiss and Rainbow and Man of War, and Derek mm. Riggs, of course, from, yeah. from Maiden. Did you contact them uh, yourself, or, or or how did that go about? Well, uh, when when the book was finished, yeah, I needed permission to to actually show. Uh, all the record covers in the book, yeah. and I uh, I could pay for that. I could pay somebody to 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 secure the rights. Yeah, uh, I was told that I, it it was going to cost thirty six thousand Danish krona. Oh, good lord! Which is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not even if we sold ten thousand copies of books, you know that that would never. So I I, th I thought, well, if I write to these people myself and yeah. ask them maybe they will you know give me the permission yeah so i just made a huge list of everyone and i just started from the top so yeah. uh, and and everyone i was in contact with uh which is super nice um i was i i was you know hugh syme uh he, the guy who, who did all the rush covers yeah okay uh, I, I wrote to him and he was just incredibly nice and and gave me the permission uh, yeah. to use uh, to use the photos uh, I was in contact with the Pink Floyd management, Aubrey Powell, who did the uh, uh, you know the the designs for for uh, for Pink Floyd records. Yeah, I, I mean, so many people all over the world. Um, some of them I just couldn't reach. I, I tried, but you know, I never heard from them. Oh. So uh, between us, uh, yeah. I, I took a few chances, but <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never been uh, I've never been contacted by anyone. No, so uh, I guess I guess I'm home free in a way. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because I actually met Ken Kelly when I was in 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 Las Vegas, and he is such a nice guy. And he yeah. told me mm -hmm. a story about other artists that do do uh, stuff like this, and they're they're not 
from the get-go not into doing vinyl record covers per mm. se. Mm. It's something that they stumble upon. Yeah. And, and uh, people find their art interesting and, and ask them to. So he, he, he said that to meet all the metalheads around the world, uh, going to conventions and so forth, that has been uh, such a huge part of his life. And, and he met so many great people yeah. from all over the world. Yeah. It, it's sort of like a, a whole different world for these guys that opens mm. up. And I, and I bet you that when you sent out those emails, they, they get the same feeling, I bet. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I, I wrote to the, uh, to Kirk Weddle, who did the uh, Nevermind uh, cover for, uh, yeah. for, uh, for Nirvana. Yeah. And he, he's, he's not into, to vinyl, you know, vinyl art. No. He's, he's, he's an underwater photographer. That's what he does. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and just this photo just happened to be used on a vinyl record. Yeah. So, so for him, that was a new thing. Because yeah. uh, he, he's not been part of that world before. <laughs> and all of a sudden, that's the only image that he's, you know, he's known for. Yeah. Although he's had a 30-year career, I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, he, he will always be, be um, you know, he, he will always be the guy who, who photographed that baby. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are just dragged into this world. Yeah. Of vinyl records just because you know they 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 did something they painted something cool yeah that somebody wanted to use on a record and yeah and yeah i i understand you completely yeah and they get crazy people like myself who who, who yeah they contact these people and say hey what's going on yeah i want to buy a print i want to buy yeah. a print of destroyer yeah. <laughs> so so you 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 cover it all in in your book i i mean there is so much going on from from the the vinyl history, how it all got started back in the day. You got mastering and and how how cutting of records are made and and different pressings and so forth. Was that always in the, the planning that you said you you mapped up all the sections that you wanted to, buy? or yeah. was it was all of that something that progressed that came along? Because you go really in depth in, in, in your book. Well, it was actually mapped out from the get go because yeah. I, I discovered that thing about uh, different cuttings. Yeah. That, that mastering engineers, there are different mastering engineers who put their initials in the run out area. Yeah. So to explain that, because I, I, I wanted to have pictures of different, uh, different cuttings, uh, yeah. different run out areas. So to lead up to that, I had to explain why is it important how a record is cut and yeah. and who does it and and so it was and also there's a there are different ways of cutting records you know the most uh the most um usual ones are, are uh, you know uh, lacquer cuttings and yeah. then direct metal mastering which are two different ways of cutting records but i had to explain that also because they it's it's important to know the different yeah. uh, to know the difference uh, when you go out looking for records, because records that are cut using direct metal mastering will usually have a, 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 a picture or DMM written in the in the uh, in the runout area. Yeah. So to make to make people understand that there is a difference, also a difference in sound in some ways, yeah. uh, it was important to have that uh, chapter uh, as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
So so really quick, because I, I mentioned it before on 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 podcasts and episodes that we have done. I try to explain because but but your book it, it, you do a much better way of, of describing stuff. But <laughs> just just a, 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 a quick explanation for people out there with, with the run out groove and, and what we're talking about right now. How would you explain the, the the difference with between the different pressings and and Robert Ludwig and and so forth? Well, first of all, the the uh, all the information you see in the Runout area, that's 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 for the factory. I yeah. mean, it's it's not even it's not even for us. No, it's it's actually production uh, production info to yeah. you know to to keep. To keep track of 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 all the different things that goes on in a factory, because yeah. uh, if you do multiple pressings of a record, and you have a faulty uh, stamper disc, and stamper discs are the ones that you used to press with, yeah. you, you the factory needs to go back and and know exactly at what point in the process did we have a fault. Yeah, and and it, so it's 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 just it's production data, yeah. mostly. And and uh, in the old days, the the cutting engineer was was not credited on the album sleeve, because it was just a silent silent yeah. guy. Yeah. And then some someone started to to put their initials in the runout area because they wanted some credit for the work. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, uh, like a carpenter who who, who does a, a table or something. You know, some somewhere if if you look underneath the table, you'll see probably see initials of of yeah. the guy who did it. Yeah, and 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 it's it's it started the same with cutting engineers that they wanted some kind of of footprint. Yeah, that this this uh, I made this, so so they started uh, they started uh, writing their initials in the runout area, yeah. and it just grew from there. I mean, some 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 people also wrote messages and jokes and all sorts <laughs> of stuff, yeah. and and it's just it has become like uh, for collectors especially. Uh, and it's, it's it's because you need to to uh, to, to look at two different uh, uh, versions of the same album. You won't yeah. necessarily have the same information in the runout area, and that's you can actually see at which uh, factory was it pressed, who uh, cut the who cut the record, yeah. and which uh, and which batch does this record record belong to? Yeah, I mean this is super nerdy stuff. But, it but it's 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 fun, <laughs> and, and that's that's part of what, what makes uh, collecting vinyl fun. It's, yeah. it, I, I don't know. Somebody some might think this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm waving but, my hand right now. I do. <laughs> yeah. But 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 you mentioned Bob Ludwig before, and, yeah, and he, yeah. he 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 is obviously most famous for cutting the the Led Zeppelin two album uh, yeah. to the U.S. market, the first. The first edition, and and he actually cut it so loud. Um, he made he made the, the volume so dynamic and loud that it it, it could actually make uh, the the uh, the um, what what do you call it in English the the pickup yeah, actually and... bounce off the record because yeah. it was it was so loud yeah, on, on cheaper on, on cheaper stylus yeah thanks yeah, yeah. Uh, on cheaper styluses. Yeah. But 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 he, but it's it, it, you know the the president for for Atlantic Record, uh, <laughs> he actually ordered a recut of the album because he was worried that you know a lot of people would actually yeah. have their stylus destroyed for this. Yeah. So heard, but 
yeah, heard, but but the, but the only but the only yeah. way to find out if you have that copy is is yeah. to look for his initials in yeah. the run out yeah. area. Yeah. So and I yeah. I do that all the time. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't have a copy yet. So, but it's 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 all in the hunt. It's it's so much fun. I but, have a, I have four. Oh, good lord! Really? Of course you have. <laughs> Damn it, Soren! You see. Well, there you, go. There you we have go. a lot of you have some you have a lot of good stuff yourself, Mike. So maybe we should talk. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and that's why Soren is the Viking, and I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. So going back, going back to this, what was the like the best experience for you writing this book? Is there any any experience about it? I mean, you you said that you did this with with Jacob, your your friend, and mm. and. You were at it for like eight months. What yeah. was there any particular stuff that in, in that experience that stood out that that thought, well? Yeah, I mean, first of all, holding the book for yeah. the first time just that was just mind blowing. Uh, yeah. you, you've been working for we worked. I worked eighteen months uh, on this, um, and just holding it in my hands was just yeah. incredible. But other than that, I would say meeting a lot of people uh who was you know everyone was so helpful super yeah. nice to me wanted to help i mean i've never met such such great people uh no. before everyone was just supportive and yeah it, it was uh, that was incredible and we even did a record uh to to go with the first uh, 300 copies of the book um oh so i went to to a record plant in copenhagen called the north Sea records oh. And I spent two days there cutting the no uh, pressing the record pressing buttons, and oh. and uh, taking the uh, the records off the the pressing machine and packing oh. them, and and the funny thing is they said oh it's it's really kind of you to 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 help us out here. I said yeah. you have no idea. <laughs> I can <laughs> this, imagine this this oh. is a dream for me. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not helping. I'm 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 just. You know, this yeah. this is incredible. Yeah. So that was that was such a great experience. Um yeah. to, to, to be let in that pressing plant and, and they were just great guys, great people. Cool. Do, yeah. do you know what record it was that you helped uh press? Well, it was uh, my own record uh, because we, we, we did a, a ten inch record called uh, oh. uh, mus music from Elton Vinyl, uh featuring six six uh, tracks from from bands that, that are either mentioned in the book or have their album sleeve in the book oh, uh, oh, and they were all okay. danish artists uh, yeah. i and that's i contacted uh, michael denner from from merciful fate yeah uh, and he he, uh, he gave us a track to put on the album uh, a demo track um so yeah. so it was just there was one one side with uh, heavy and rock music and there was uh, side b was jazz jazz yeah. oriented oh, wow. music okay. yeah cool. so uh, yeah that nice. was incredible yeah All that's right. cool that's cool. cool talking about the, you you get to, to meet a lot of, of of people that were nice to you and and this is something that i want to discuss right now because you and i met on different circumstances dur during uh i because i started the samsung vinyl instagram account just mm. to to not take up too much time from like family stuff and, and, and so forth when you do that Instagram. I, I wanted to meet people like yourself to talk yeah. 
about vinyl records. Because mm. I, I, I knew some of the stuff in there. I knew about pressings and so forth. But I, I, I wanted to talk to music per se. I, I, I wanted to get really in-depth into So I started posting a lot about vinyl records from, from my own collection on the Instagram account. Mm. And then all of a sudden, our paths crossed. Yeah. When we started to talk. Yeah. And I, I think that you paid it forward because you were so nice uh, when I asked all those stupid ass questions <laughs> that you do when you're a nerd. And then, yeah. then say, yeah, well, uh, and I said, what about the book? Because uh, I saw the book and, and when you, you had some pictures where, where you can flip through them and I said, said to myself oh man i gotta get me my hands on, on one of those books it's great yeah. and then i contacted you again and and asked to buy it so yeah, yeah. is that yeah. something that you always have you always been like this or, or was it something that you valued even more talking to all the people that are involved that 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 whole thing where, where, where you contact people and they're so nice to you was that something that grew even more? I got pay more respect to, to this, paid for and with with. I I, I think in a way I've I've always been like that. This yeah. was just this this was just um, I don't know. Uh, it just helped me a lot, I guess. Yeah. In the process, because I was never afraid of contacting people. No. Uh, and and I thought if if a nobody like me from Denmark can can. <laughs> write an email to wendy dio yeah and she she writes me back yeah <laughs> this this is incredible you know yeah. and i did that i wrote to wendy dio and she was yeah. super nice and i i sent her a copy of the book but but i just thought never be afraid to ask no and and, and never be afraid right. to help uh, yeah. or to reach out to people because yeah. you, you you i could never have done this on my own no, you know, you, you, you need people around you. You need, yeah, you need, of course. You, you need right. to talk to people. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you'll never succeed in anything. So uh, I was just so happy when you you contacted me, Mike, because you were just super nice from day one. Yeah. You said, I need to I need to get that book now. And I sent yeah. you a copy <laughs> and, and yeah. you were just, you know, it's just been I've never we, we never actually met. No, in, no. in person. No, but but I, I still consider you a good friend. Yeah. And and, uh, you know, a, a, a friend on a distance in a way. Yeah, but, of course. But but, yeah. but we connected through music. Yeah. And, and uh, that's such powerful thing with music yeah. because there are no boundaries in music. No, and, it, and, it's, uh, it's funny that you said that because when I told Phil that I wanted uh, you to be on the show for, for uh, different reasons, I said, hey, it's a friend of mine. Yeah. From, from Denmark. So <laughs> yeah. we. Yeah. But it's 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 the 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 common feeling about music per se and personality and 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 so forth and I I think it's 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 all in in, in good fun to meet people like yourself and 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 talk to the vinyl community about music Ab and and, yeah. and so forth. So. Yeah, Ex absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, th th that's why I, I love going to record fairs. Yeah, because because I I you know. I meet so many people there that I've I've seen before, and 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 now when I go to record fairs, people think, "Did is it you who wrote that book?" 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in Denmark, there aren't many books on vinyl records. No. You know, you can't go into a bookshop and choose between 40 different books. No. There's only one. Yeah. (laughs) Still, which is incredible. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, but, But some people know me because of that. Yeah. And they come up and talk to me and, you know, it just... People are just friends. People yeah. are friendly and friends and, and interested and and uh, asking questions and what have you have you bought any good records today and and you know it's just friendly, yeah, mm-hmm. friendly good vibe. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with the book, with all the people that you've interviewed, was there somebody that you really clicked with or found that was just really interesting or? I, well, um, I I phoned up Michael Denner uh, at his at his record shop in Copenhagen. Yeah, and I was a fate, bit, yeah. I was a bit starstruck. I, I have to say, because <laughs> I listened to Merciful Fate and King Diamond, all that stuff when I was when I was younger. I still yeah. do, but, yeah. but, but phoning him up was like, man, he used he he played the guitar on Don't Break the Oath. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but he was just super nice uh, and and very talkative. And and I went to Copenhagen later on and to to and, and met him because we we needed some pictures of yeah. him in the book. Uh, so the interview was done on the phone. Uh, so and, and every time now I'm in Copenhagen, I always, always, uh, you know, go by his record store and, and say yeah. hi. And he's uh, I, I wouldn't call him a close friend. You know, that, that's that's maybe stretching it. But but he, he's very, very nice <laughs> and, and uh, good. He's, he's just good to be around. And yeah. and um, and, and it, it, it's weird that that the people that that when you were young you look you looked at record sleeves and suddenly they're in front of you yeah. and they're just normal people <laughs> it's yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah. you know it's a oh. wait a minute you're normal yeah. <laughs> except those ex- except those black metal guys in norway those guys oh, are- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no no I, I, I don't think i want to meet any of them <laughs> no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about Michael Denner's uh, records uh, story, it's it's oh man, that's a good record story, right there. It is, yeah, it is. Oh man, really? yeah. yeah. He he started early on, I think. I think he opened the first shop in '88. Yeah, just uh, just after the uh, what was it? Them he yeah. recorded yeah, with yeah. King Diamond. I think yeah. he he kind of stepped down from the music scene a bit then and uh, and opened his his uh, his shop. Because that was that was a dream for him, very yeah. very early on to have his own record shop, and he did that in in '88. Yeah. So uh, we have to mention the name so we don't forget. Well, now it's called B B Bop Records. Yeah. yeah. B Bop Records. Yeah. Right in the center of Copenhagen. Yeah. B Bop Records. Yeah. Okay. So going back to the essential stuff, do you still buy a lot of records today? <sighs> is there any something special that you're interested in collecting today? Well, I, I wouldn't really call myself a collector because no. Well, well, I, I probably am, but I just, <laughs> I just like, I, I like music, and I like yeah. discovering new music, and I like having music on vinyl. That, that's, yeah. you know, that's the the basic. Uh, yeah. Right now, for the last year or so, I've been digging into, um, uh, you know, the first wave of Swedish heavy metal from. From like 79 to 80, 83, 84, 85. Yeah. And there's that's just a gold mine. I mean, yeah. uh, I've you know discovered bands like Universe and Overdrive and Torch, Heavy yeah. Load and Silver Mountain, and in, in, I just love all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
and I've also uh, done a lot of um, new wave of British heavy metal in the, in the last year and, and, and looking into that scene even more. I mean, I've always liked Iron Maiden, but there's just yeah. so much more to, go, to, yeah. to find out. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a great wave at the moment of, of uh, new bands releasing new heavy metal music that sounds like it was recorded in 82. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's just incredible how they do it. Yeah. There's a band called Glacier. I don't know if, if you heard about it. It's an American band. No, they uh, they formed in '79, but they just released the debut album. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. man! <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird, but yeah. but it, it it sounds exactly like it was recorded in '82. Just okay. amazing. Wow. There's a there's a band I just discovered from Austria called Megaton Sword. Yeah, who's also just incredible. Uh, just it, it sounds it just sounds vintage. Yeah, in that in that good way, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a band from Sweden called Ambush. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. They're great. Yeah. Th- that's just Priest and Maiden and, and yeah. yeah, the whole oh, wow. 83 vibe. Just, uh, <laughs> just incredible. That's cool. um, there's a new, there's a Danish band called uh, Jotun. Okay. Uh, they just released their debut album like a month ago. Okay. And that's, that's kind of a progressive melodic metal. Yeah. And it just blew it just blew my mind. It's yeah. absolutely they're a very young band. They're like in the early twenties. Yeah. Mm. And and it just it's incredible. You gotta check it out. Yeah. Uh and I'm wearing a, a, a based t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They're uh, local guys from Aarhus in Denmark. Yeah. Uh, cool. A death metal band. The first the first death metal band in Denmark actually to to make it. I mean, they're they're huge here at the moment. Okay, cool. They're just uh Good, crazy people. Yeah. Uh, incredible record. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I do. I do discover new music. Um, yeah. But you know, as 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 I like you, Mike. I'm sure. Yeah. That you know, Iron Maiden and Kiss and that, the old stuff is just yeah. uh, is just still at the heart. You know. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. All right. So, cool. In your collection. What is the most prized thing that you have? What's the one record that you wouldn't give up for anything? I knew you're going to ask this. <laughs> and it's the worst. Is the worst question you could ever ask. <laughs> it's it's so it's I I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I would probably say one of the really early first records I got for my own money. Yeah. I mean, because everything else is. You know, you, you can always buy used records, and and but I, I would say probably my, probably Creatures of the Night by Kiss. It's yeah. it's mm. it's worn. Uh, I can't even play it anymore. But <laughs> but the history, the history, and what it started for me. Yeah, it's just I would never let go of that of that copy. I uh, never. So no. I, I do have a few records that are that are worth a few bob, but that's just money. Yeah, you know. Mm. That's that. That's not real value. No, no the the real value is uh, are the ones that you've been, you know, holding forever. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know where you're getting at because I I my my go to record is Kiss Alive. My mm. first one, a Swedish pressing. Yeah. yeah, I have taped it up to hold the cover in in yeah. place, but it's it's still there in in between like two or three plastic sleeves just to. To keep it contained because yeah i pull it out every once in a while because i remember i'm i'm sort of like nine or ten years old 
in 80 or 81 or something like that and i i got that record and and it was mine yeah and it's still there <laughs> yeah and yeah. and it's like you say it it remembers where you came from and where you started out yeah. and because yeah. was my my actually my first album that that i bought with yeah. my own money yeah from a neighbor exactly so, exactly so, it's... so yeah that's that's probably the one i would i would say from a fire yeah eh. along with a hundred others but yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, now you, you said you're not so much a collector you just like to buy a lot of music but is there one record that you just dying to get like you just you got to have this in your collection but you just haven't run across it yet well, I I, uh, I said before about the uh, the first wave of uh, Swedish heavy metal. There was a band called Gotham City that released one album in like eighty three eighty four. Oh, I don't remember. I, I no, just but heard they're about. about. Them, so. And you yeah. know, it, it's it's incredible that the, the the only album you really want is like four thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, why <laughs> yeah. is it that all the records you really want are just incredibly expensive? <laughs> <laughs> but, I but, know, it's but but I have it on CD, and that's you know it's it's fine and it's good music. But it would it would be nice to have a copy of the yeah. of, of that on vinyl. But yeah. yeah, I've just never come across it. So no, whatever. But, it, it, but you need if, if you're if you're like us, uh, you need to have one of those albums that you can. Uh, well, I'm just gonna flip. Th- through this crate just in case and go over to <laughs> and see because i always do go over to to the letter k and, and yeah. even though i have all the kiss albums that i need i think i well it'll just see how how, how well this sorted at this record store and, yeah yeah you need, but it's, you need. I, I i just find it some sometimes i have that feeling when when i go hunting for records and i just yeah. found I, I i find a great copy and then i said oh i gotta have this i don't care yeah. how much it costs i just uh, wow and yeah. then when i get when i get home and put it on the shelf it's yeah. kind of was that it yeah do you know, do you know <laughs> yeah. that feeling yeah i mean i know. I, I i don't lie awake at night and just be happy because i found a record no i just <laughs> I, I go on to the next one you know what i mean yeah yeah i know <laughs> and and when your children grows older and and they pull out your and say hey dad what why you got like six or seven copies of this album and why the hell do you have yeah. like 11 of, the, of this what do you need them for and then I, I, you're supposed to to answer that in in <laughs> in a timely fashion and and intelligent and, way intelligent way yeah, and yeah, there yeah. Is, i'm failing miserably yeah. I have I have fourteen copies of uh, Power Slave. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why? Why not? It's a great record, but surely fourteen <laughs> copies. Yeah, but but uh, I just if I see a, a a mint copy of Power Slave, yeah, I just I just, I can't leave it. You know, no. I, I I gotta have it. Yeah, that, that's just just. I uh, know the feeling. I know the feeling. That's the disease. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of albums, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Are mm. you ready for this? Yeah. What's your top three albums of all time, no matter what the genre is? Oh, another three f- albums oh, right there. Damn. 
Yes, you, I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for this. So no, this, I know this is going to be yeah. just a sneaky one. A yeah, sneaky one. yeah. Uh, I would probably say. Uh, I would probably say Seventh Son of the Seventh Son by Armenia. Yeah, yeah. Because that that was the first tour I saw them, and this just just magic. Um, yeah. There's uh yeah, oh man, Deep yeah, Purple in see. Rock probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very important uh, important album. Yeah, uh, and I think I'm gonna go with Kiss Alive. Oh, because the, because the the amount of hours I've spent yeah. looking at that cover and just imagining what was going on on stage yeah. that's that's incredible. You see, Phil, it's not only only uh, Swedes. It's it. We're of course we're keeping it right. in the Scandinavian countries. Right. Right. Yeah. There's some about kiss over there. I don't know. It's in the drinking water. <laughs> I don't know. It, it is. But actually, Soren lived in Sweden, so that's probably right. Yes. Yeah. 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 That that's that that's where I got infected. That was in Sweden. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil always wonders: are, are all the people in Sweden drummers and listening to Kiss? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 Pretty I much. That's yeah. what it is. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Soaring, for taking the time. And I want all of you people out there to check out the the book. It's called Alt om Vinyl, uh, everything about vinyl. Go hook um, um, Soaring up on Instagram. It's Vinyl Denmark. Is that right? Vinyl in Denmark. Vin vinyl in Denmark. Sorry. Yeah. And, we'll link it up in the show description. So check yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, sure. So and and send him a DM if you got any questions. And he's such a nice guy. I did, and I got an answer, and that's why we're <laughs> here today. So thank you again, Soren. Oh, and, my pleasure. Yeah, my thanks, pleasure. Man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Of thanks course. for having me on. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. And for people listening out there, uh, check out our Facebook page. Uh, it sounds on vinyl, and of course the Instagram account and. Hook us up on Twitter and, and whatnot and find us out there. And until next time, Phil, any last words? Later. Later. If your ears aren't bleeding by now, you didn't listen to Sounds on Vinyl the right way. So go back and listen again. Sounds on Vinyl is hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer and produced by Booze Hound Entertainment. Go to soundsonvinyl.com to support the show, to dive deeper into listening and collecting vinyl. Don't forget to subscribe where you listen so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and for all your motherfucking support. <laughs>